We live in a world that bombards us with an endless stream of distractions that seriously inhibit our ability to focus. As a result, we often waste time, energy, and even money. It's high time we rediscover the ability to get focused. And the book that I'm talking about today on the podcast is called The One Thing by Gary Keller. And it's here to show us how to take control of our focus and our attention. Get ready to hear all about it in this episode of the Pilates Business Podcast. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real-life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back, you guys, to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran, and I'm thrilled that you're here with me today. Now, we live in a world that is filled with inputs that are intentionally designed, yes, intentionally designed to capture our attention and distract us. Notifications ping on all of our devices, ads pop up when you read online, our phones sort of sit there all the time right next to us, uh, barely leaving our side, uh, sort of beckoning us to, to pick them up even when we have them silenced, right? So to say that it's a challenging environment for focused work is a huge understatement. And even if we remove every potential source of distraction from our physical space, we often still find ourselves wandering off, right? (laughs) So as a studio owner, as a busy studio owner, you have to perform focused activities to move your business forward. This we know. And you are wearing a lot of hats and it can be extremely challenging for you to be able to find that focus. And even if you have at that time, you may not know where to start. This is a very common situation that many studio owners and entrepreneurs find themselves in. So I know that perhaps finding that focus can feel a little bit impossible at times. So I want to sort of help you figure out, um, how to overcome that, how to change that for the better, starting right here today on the podcast. Now, when it comes to supporting my studio owners um, inside of my Thrive group coaching program, inside of my marketing intensive program, and when I work um, one-on-one with my studio owners, I rely on tons of resources to, to hone the sort of what I bring to the table for my studio owners, how I support them and help them. And I do read a lot of books. I love books. And, um, that's often one of the places that I go to find inspiration and direction, right? It allows us to dive into a particular topic, um, in a, in a lot of depth. Um, and so, um, when I came across the book a couple of years ago now, probably two to three years ago, called The One Thing um, by Gary Keller. Um, I knew that this was going to be a, a book that I wanted to share with you, with studio owners, with teachers who are wearing a lot of hats and are being pulled in so many different directions. And for m- myself, I read it more for, for me and my business and, and my life um, as much as I read it to be able to share it with you guys for sure. Because I too, I find it hard to maintain focus and 
you know, honestly, between family life and work, you know, there's just a lot going on. And I know that you are in the same place. Um, and it only seems to get more challenging at the time of year where there's a lot going on seasonally going into the end of the year with various different, you know, holidays and things that we want to celebrate. Um, it, it, it all sort of piles up. Um, and this is sort of not uncommon, right? You know, we, especially as we're sort of coming back to reality, you know, this is the year where we've kind of come back to our worlds in full force. Everything is happening. Um, and we're somewhat making up for lost time. So the one thing is some, is a book that I actually just recently reread for the second or third time now. And so I thought it would be great for me to share with you some of the things um, that the book talks about, because it might be helpful to you. Um, perhaps it might inspire you to go and read the book, but it also might just be helpful to give you some perspective and insights into how to be as productive um, as possible and how to treat your time. Okay. The advice inside, as you can imagine, is insanely simple, right? When taken at face value, but just like, you know, the work we do, Pilates, yoga, and, and all of the things in our business, you know, there is a lot more to it, right? And when it, when it comes to getting focused, this is sort of a, it does, it takes effort um, and practice um, to get the full benefits of this sort of very, um, very intentional approach to your time and energy and focus. Okay. So I want to share a few of the main ideas that the book shares um, and then some practical tips for how you can integrate that advice into your life as a studio business owner. Okay. So the one big lesson taught in the book called the one thing <laughs> is that we should be focused on doing one thing and nothing else. Now I know this sounds crazy simple and also probably totally impossible for you right now, maybe even a little bit scary. Um, but I, I it, 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 the idea is that you really sort of allow a lot of the stuff in your head and in your world to perhaps fall away, to allow you to be able to focus very, very intentionally on the things that matter most to you. Right. Um, and in order for you to be able to do that, there are things that you kind of need to um, implement, things you need to put into place, habits you need to perhaps um, develop that helps you to, to, to stay focused on that one thing, right? So some of those things are very obvious. Some of the things you've heard before, but it always is helpful to remind ourselves of what those things are. The first thing it talks about is that you need to really take care of you in order to be as productive as possible. All right. Now we all know how important it is. Well, I especially feel for myself and I, I, I know for, for many of the people that I speak to that, you know, taking care of your, of, of your sleep, of your, of your work time, of your rest time, of your movement time, and making sure that all of those things happen is so incredibly important for you to be able to function at your best. Right. And so being aware of those sort of non-negotiable things that you need that need to happen um, and in order to be able to be the best version of yourself, um, it sort of becomes these non-negotiables. So not maybes, not I wish I could. It's yes, I need to get this much sleep every night. Yes, I need to take care of my body in this way every day. Um, and they do become non-negotiables if you want to achieve a certain level of success, right? Um, 
The other thing that it, it really sort of related to this, um, and the reason why the book really encourages um, this sort of level of self-care um, in order to achieve success is because one of the studies and a few of the studies it, it, it kind of touches on and, and mentions um, are around sort of motivation and willpower. And that we often sort of wake up and expect that motivation and willpower to always be there, that every day we're going to get up and we're going to have like the go, <laughs> the get up and go that we want um, or that our business requires of us. Um, but it's not always there. And when it's not there, sometimes that leaves us feeling a little frustrated, a little, perhaps a little bit um, down, perhaps not as energized as we would like. And the book essentially tells, tells, tells us that, you know, we should not expect our willpower to always be there, that it's kind of like a battery that needs recharging. Um, and if you don't charge it, then you can't draw from it. And so if you've been going, 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 going for a long time, then it's sort of no surprise that perhaps you're feeling less than energized about your business. Now, on the flip side of that, what it says is that when we're able to develop these habits to take care of ourselves, um, then we're actually, we actually feel emboldened to um, step out of the to-do list um, and into doing things that perhaps are bigger. Um, and it, you know, it gives some insight into, you know, perhaps reminds us that if we stay in the comfort zone of only doing the things on our to-do list, then we will likely never see the success that we want. Right. But when you get super focused on that thing that you really want to strive for, that you really want, that's when you start to step out of your comfort zone. That's when you start to do things a little bit differently and it takes different types of action. Um, and you can only get to that kind of bigger thinking spot if you're kind of thinking about taking care of yourself and en enabling your brain and your body to rest and recover, because that's when you get often the most creative. Now, what's the other kind of interesting component that I kind of wanted to pull out of the book and share with you was that, and it's a very small section of the book. So if you read it, you might find it, um, but it's not necessarily the big thing that comes out of the book. But one of the things that it does say is, and, and I, I think this comes up quite often in the conversations that I have with my studio owners, is that when we start talking about these big things that we want for our business, or sometimes we don't even know that we want yet because we've never really taken the time to sit down and think about what we want our business to look like. But even if we think to ourselves, oh, I would like to grow my business to this, or I'd like to add another location or two or three, we often tie these big things, these big successes, these big achievements directly to words and stories that are hard, hard work, complicated, time-consuming, stressful, um, this idea that to achieve success, we absolutely have to be crushed by pressure and stress, right? And somehow these things are often kind of intertwined. And what this often does, and I do see this, and it's a bit of a, a bit of a problem actually, which is that it weirdly creates this fear of success. And this is, doesn't have to be that way. Success doesn't have to be crushing pressure and stress and totally overwhelming constantly. Success does not have to be that way. And you can create success for yourself without those things happening um, for sure if you are intentional about the way that you develop the success that you want, right? 
So thinking big, bigger picture is really essential to getting bigger results, right? We already know that success requires action. Action requires thought. So don't put a ceiling on the success before you've even tried it by think by by almost visualizing it as being something that is too hard for you. Instead, what if that success, what you want for your business, what that looks like for you is easy and you you can be in it and it's flowing and it's something that you're entirely capable of achieving. Put that hat on instead and you'll be surprised at how things shift for you. Okay, so back to the book. <laughs> I went off on a little tangent there. So how do you get focused? Well, so, you know, once you kind of have sort of done some of these ground, so it's the groundwork here in terms of taking care of yourself, in terms of thinking outside of your comfort zone, in terms of thinking about that bigger picture, you know, how do you then sort of take that, you know, these are all kind of abstract things. How do you take that and get focused? Well, there is one question that the book asks that I really like for helping us to weed through all the things that you could be doing um, and instead get focused on that one thing. And that question is this, what's the one thing that I could do such that by doing it, everything else becomes easier or perhaps even unnecessary? And when you take that question, you can apply it to lots of different parts of your life and your day-to-day activities. And um, so it can be perhaps a bigger picture thing, right? It can be, what's the one big thing I could do in my business that would really make the biggest impact on my revenue, for example? Or what's the biggest thing I could do in my business that would make it easier for me to take time off? Or what's the big thing that I could do? Um, what's the one thing I could do that um, would would stop me from having to do all these other little things, perhaps? Or you can use it in your daily life, right? When it comes to perhaps thinking about well, what's the one thing I can do that makes um, makes uh, uh, makes the morning routine easier for my family, right? What's the one thing I could do that might help everyone get out of the house in the morning just that little bit easier and quicker without forgetting things? What's that one thing look like? Um, and and the key, the the kind of the the book says, you know, ask this question, but the the key really is that you ask this question often. That this is a question that you ask yourself over and over again when it comes to sitting down and doing the things that need to get done or taking action um, and and having that sort of list in your head weeding out the things that perhaps aren't going to make your life easier, aren't going to um, support you in getting to where you want to go. So the question is, what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else become easier or unnecessary? And this question will really help you to find um, your focus, help you to find your purpose and help you to sort of stick to the things that really, really matter. Now, the book itself um, it's, it's very, very easy to read actually, because it gives you some nice quotes. It actually underlines parts of the book that are really kind of important. So it's a great book to read and very easy to read. I um, mean, it's also sprinkled with quite insightful comments and quotes. And this one by FM Alexander is perhaps a little bit of a reminder to us all that um, when it comes to doing this work, what it actually looks like. And the quote is this, people do not decide their futures. They decide their habits and their habits decide their futures. So I'm going to say that again. People do not decide their futures. People decide their habits and their habits decide their futures. And, you know, this really stands out because a lot of the work that I do with my studio owners instead of Thrive is about developing great business habits such that the things that you need to do in your business to keep it buzzing, to keep it moving on, to keep it thriving 
just become a part of your drumbeat, just become part of the rhythm of being in business, become part of the flow. And it can, you know, no doubt the first time you're incorporating some of these things into your business can be, um, can take you out of your comfort zone because you're going to do things a little bit differently, but supporting business owners to incorporate these habits into their worlds is a big part of what I, what I help my studio owners do inside of Thrive. And, you know, it comes back to, you know, this idea of we want to set you, you have to set yourself up for success. It doesn't just show up at the door, knocking on the door. You have to set yourself up for success. And that really is the key to achieving all of the things that you want, all of these things that, you know, help support your success and achievements. You want to be intentional about incorporating them. Okay. So you're taking care of you, you're thinking bigger picture, you're asking that question, right? Um, And perhaps some of the things that you feel like you should or could be doing are beginning to sort of dissipate for you, even as you're listening to me here today. And that's great. That's what you want. As much as I want to tell you what to do, I want you to stop doing the things that don't serve you in your business, right? So what else helps us to stay focused? Well, once you kind of, there's still going to be things you got to do. And I think that to wake up and think there's only going to be one thing you have to do each day is a bit of, is, is not, is not the, uh, is not what this book is saying, but there are going to be things that you're going to need, uh, many activities that are going to help you to move forward in your business. And often the hard part is picking which one to start with. Right. And so prioritizing and knowing how to prioritize uh, your time um, and energy and activities is really important. And I help my studio owners instead of Thrive do this. We have a workshop that I host every quarter um, and I have a very unique framework of helping studio owners to prioritize their activities. And this is important because we already know that you don't have endless time, right? You do not have an, you know, <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of hours a day. <laughs> no one has that, but we don't, we know that you don't have endless amounts of time and we don't have endless amounts of willpower and motivation. So we need to know how to choose to do the things, how to choose the things that are most important and how to allocate time to them. Right. And knowing where you're going, know that knowing that what direction you're heading in, knowing what you want for your business, your goals will mean that you can break things down into manageable steps and make that goal something that you're actually working towards today, which means that when you're waking up in the morning, you know that you are taking action for a reason that you're intentional with your time. So that sounds great. We know we've got to prioritize based on our big picture goals. We know we've got to um, think big. We know we're going to need to step out of our comfort zone. We know we need to develop some habits in order to support all of that, right? So what happens when it comes to doing the doing? What really works? Well, this is a tool that I have been using for quite a long time. And that tool is time blocking. If you haven't come across this yet, it might just change your life. (laughs) And it's exactly what it sounds like it is. It's about blocking your time and your calendar. All right. So just like when you're teaching that class or that session, you're blocking that time in your calendar. Nothing else happens during that hour, 45 minutes, you're teaching, right? And oftentimes when it comes to doing other things in our business and in our life, we don't tend to allocate time to it. We just sort of like hope it gets done, which is sometimes happens and sometimes doesn't. And that's where we kind of, if we decide that we want to actually do something, honestly, we absolutely just have to put it on the calendar. Um, especially if you are juggling a lot, especially if you have a lot of different hats to wear, blocking out time to dedicate to the different sort of 
focus areas in your business or different projects that you're working on will really, really support you. This is another habit that I encourage you to incorporate into your everyday, every week activities as a business owner. So the way this works is that you block out time each week, each day to dedicate to certain activities, just like you would um, if you were going to the dentist, just like if you would, if you were teaching a client. And what this means is that nothing else happens during this hour. There are no other distractions. You're not being pulled into other things, which means you've got to sit down. You've got to switch off that notifications. And maybe that thing you're doing is, is a task that you thought it would take you five or 10 minutes. That's fine. It may be it's a task that you know is going to take you five hours, but you've only got one hour. That's fine too. As long as you have time blocked on your calendar, you're going to be able to get these things done. So maybe you have an hour blocked on your calendar each day or <clears throat> every other day to respond to emails or um, direct messages or text messages in your business, right? Maybe, and, and, and this is an area where I see it's often a bit of an opportunity to perhaps refine how we allocate time to that sort of type of activity, because we're often bombarded with messages and we want to answer them as soon as possible. If that is not possible, then we need to sort of, we need to carve out time to make sure that it actually happens, right? Otherwise we know that we're just trying to hang on to that to remembering to do the thing. And that is so incredibly draining because our brains are great at coming up with ideas, absolutely terrible at remembering to do them. It's very draining for us, for our brains to hang on to these things we have to remember, which is why to-do lists and all are also, also incredibly popular, right? So blocking out time in your calendar each week for the vital activities in your business is really important. And maybe that looks like your marketing, maybe that looks like managing your team. Maybe that looks like checking your schedule. Maybe that looks like looking at your numbers, doing your expenses, whatever it is that you know you're going to have to do. It, it really should be on your calendar in some way, shape or form. This will help you honestly to be able to be totally free outside of your business. And then you're not remembering all the things that you should be doing, could be doing when you're out playing with your kids, taking a walk, working out you can truly enjoy that time because you know that you've allocated time to on your calendar. Okay. So the book actually is, is, is there's so much that this book goes into it's, and it goes into a lot of really interesting, um, details around, uh, mindset, productivity, and achievement. So if that's something you're interested in, I highly recommend reading this book. Again, it's a very, very, very easy read. All right. Um, and so how does this look perhaps for your day-to-day life. You know, I've given you some tips along the way, but perhaps, um, you know, you know, what, what would support you in, in, in helping you incorporate some of these things into your world? Well, maybe when you wake up in the morning, you just a dedicate, you have, you know, your focus on the thing you absolutely have to do at that time. For me, you know, I, it's for me, it's about getting those kids up, dressed, fed and to school on time. Right. And then that's when I come back and that's when I focus on the other things in my business. I know many of you, that's a, that's a similar story, right? And oftentimes you want to dive into the most pressing thing from a time perspective. And sometimes that is also a, a, sh- a shorter, a briefer task, but you also have to pay attention. Um, and this is something that I'm, you know, we all are about figuring out but you have to pay attention to when you, what your own sort of rhythms for when you work best in the day, right? And so if you are a morning person, then you want to make sure that whatever that is the most challenging task, you are doing that 
at the time where you have the most willpower and the most motivation, the most energy. I will be totally honest. I was supposed to write a, um, put together a, an outline for a podcast episode last night because I had lost a lot of time yesterday with various other tasks. And I was thinking, I'm going to have to write that podcast episode. I'm going to have to do it after the kids go to bed. And honestly, I got to the time of that, I got to 8.30 last night and I decided, no, you know what? There is absolutely no point in me doing anything like that at this time of day. I am absolutely not an evening person. It's not my favorite time of day to do anything other than resting, recuperating, um, and so on. So if you have the same kind of rhythms in your life, then dedicate the time at the times of day that make the most sense for you to do the tasks that make the most sense for that time of day. I hope that makes sense. Um, so if you're a morning person, then dedicate the morning time to that sort of creative writing, or if you're doing your marketing or to looking at your numbers, if that's something that you find challenging, often it's for me, or if you're a morning person, that is the best time of day to do that kind of work. Right. And then it's about prioritizing what are the top two or three things that need to get done. Um, and then literally going through the list. And if you have no distractions and if you have not being pulled in different directions, um, constantly or, or being interrupted, then you should be able to get a lot of what you need to get done, done in a very efficient and effective way. Okay. So doing this actually takes quite a lot of practice and effort. It really is a bit of a discipline <laughs> to get things done. Right. Um, and you want to just make sure that you are thoughtful about setting yourself up for success and eliminating some of those distractions. So you want to make sure that you have set your space up for success, that you've got the things that you need, close the door. I know for many studio owners, when it comes to doing marketing or administrative work, it's actually more helpful to not be in the studio at the front desk to do that work, because that's often a place where you get interrupted often. Um, so maybe that means going and finding another place or closing the door in the office and saying, Hey, you need to give me an hour. I'm just, I need to do some work right in here. Please give me that space to do that. Right. The other thing is absolutely, as I've touched, is you definitely want to make sure that you are putting yourself first, right? I know I, I have spoken to so many studio owners that have pushed themselves to the limit over the last two years and are now kind of clawing back their time for themselves and their time for, um, make, uh, for their own workouts, their own movement, their own sort of recuperation and rest and um, in order to come and bring the energy that they want to bring into their business. And do not ignore that need. It's absolutely an, a, a must do. All right. And absolutely a must do. If you want to be highly productive, you have to give yourself the downtime. You have to give yourself your brain time to switch off, your body time to, to recharge. Yes. Yes. And then finally, I want you to get super intentional about what you want your business to do for you. All right. Decide what you want to accomplish and then tell yourself what that is. Write it down, write down a plan of action, pull out the different action steps that need to be done. Personally, I find if I don't get it out of my head and onto paper, then it stays in my head and like swirls around and creates all these other ideas and other to-do list items. And it can get very, very quickly, very overwhelming and seem like a much bigger deal than it actually is. So I'm a big fan of using um, either an app or a project management system, or even, you know, that pen and paper to write down what the tasks look like for the day or the week or the month. Um, and, you know, that is, can be incredibly powerful just to get it out of paper and uh, of your head and onto paper. There's a, there's a huge power in setting intentions. Um, and that, you know, whatever system works best for you, um, is the one to use. All right. 
Now, in all of this, we can set all the intentions we want. We can set ourselves up for success um, and we can, we can, we can do all the things that I've said we should be doing here. And the reality is that it's not, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to wake up tomorrow morning and feel like we've had the biggest achievement of our lives. Right. But when part of this is about going, we're in this long for the long haul. Right. And so there are going to be things that pop up along the way. There are going to be things that um, are going to come up that you're going to need to deal with. They're going to pull you out of your plan that you had for the day and the week for sure. Um, so be kind to yourself. Um, don't beat yourself up about it. Be forgiving with your to, with your time and expectations and your intentions. Once you have dealt with that 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 roadblock, that stumbling block, you will be able to come back to your plan and continue to move forward with the plan. Um, if we don't have the plan, what I see is that then you come back and you start spinning again, spinning your wheels and not knowing where to start. So having a plan, mapping out how you want to get there, breaking it down into chunks, time blocking, all of these things are really helpful ways to move forward in your business. And then you want to make sure that you are setting yourself up to success, taking care of yourself, thinking big, being open to new ideas, being open to trying something and then refining it um, and keeping on going and persevering. Okay. So I hope this was helpful for you. I really enjoyed sharing all these insights with you. Um, the the One Thing book by Car- Gary Keller is, is definitely worth a read if you are a bit of a productivity junkie. Um, and it can teach us all quite a lot about achievement. So I do recommend this if you want or need to um, understand how you can have better focus in your business world and life. So I have to say, if you do find that you want more support and you've, you've heard me talk a little bit about Thrive inside of this episode, um, and you want to learn a bit more about how that program can support you making forward progress in your business, then um, by all means, please go and check out my Thrive coaching program. Um, inside, I support studio owners who want to um, want to move forward in their business, want to make forward progress, and I help them to stay focused on that. Um, help them to stay focused on the things that matter and help them to avoid and stay away from all of the other things that could, should, and might happen (laughs) because they're not helpful at all. Right. And I also help them to stay very, very informed and educated on the most relevant business strategies in our industry. So go to spring3.com forward slash thrive to learn more about that program. Um, and I'll be happy to share a bit more about that with you. Um, inside of the, my Instagram DMS, you can always chat with me there, or you can set up a, um, a thrive discovery call as well. All right. So thank you so much for listening. I hope this is fun for you as fun as it was for me to share with you. If you love this episode and you want more of um, more episodes like this, where we do a deep dive into a book review or business book, um, please let me know. I'd love to, love to, love to get that feedback. Um, and if you really enjoyed the episode, I would also really, really love it. If you would take a quick minute, super quick minute, go to wherever you are listening to this episode and rate and review. It means just that I can, um, continue to get this, um, continue on with the podcast, get it in front of, um, more people who will need this type of insight that really helps to support our whole industry and helps to elevate everyone inside of it. Okay. So go ahead, rate and review this podcast. And if you haven't already hit that follow or subscribe button, please go ahead and do that wherever you're listening to the podcast. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, 
There is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you.